Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today we are back out at the Oregon coast, focusing specifically on the central part of our coastline. And Jamie, you're our Oregon coast expert, and I imagine you'll be telling us why the central coast is so special. Ah, Jim, you know me so well. (laughs) Look, I love every mile of the Oregon coast. It's hard to pick any area as my favorite. It's like picking children, you know, Mm. my little coast uh, baby. So it's it's hard to play favorites, you know, but I still I always find myself returning to the central coast year after year, season after season. It's home to some of my favorite towns, some of the best beaches, in my opinion, great tide pools, really great attractions and some perfect places to stay. So we have a ton of stuff to highlight. Like the central coast is a, you know, a big region here. But before we dig in to how to explore the central coast. Let's put up some boundaries here. Define for us what we're considering Central Coast for the intents and purposes of this episode of the podcast. Yeah, there are, of course, people can make sort of their own definitions, but there are um, some agreed upon, generally speaking, definitions of what the North, Central and South Oregon coast is. So in this case, we are looking at the Central Coast running from Cascade Head, which is um, just south of Neskowin, mm-hmm. down to the Umpqua River, the mouth of the Umpqua River um, at Reedsport. So generally speaking, you can think about Lincoln City down to Reedsport is kind of like the Central Coast. And in that stretch, you have so many different places, so many different things, plenty there to explore. Yeah. I mean, we've got beaches galore, of course. Some of the most gorgeous natural attractions and people-made attractions as well along this section of coast and uh, numerous great towns to visit. So organizationally, Jamie, why don't we start with towns and pick off a few of them? So I know you've got an affinity for a number of these places, but let's start with one that actually I know you recently visited, Depot Bay. Oh, I love Depot Bay. It's just (laughs) such a great spot. A small town, just basically right on the sides of 101. It, it, there's just a, a lot packed into that little area. Depot Bay is the whale watching capital of the Oregon coast. It's known mm-hmm. to be home to gray whales year round. In addition to the gray whale migrations, we see at the end of December and in March. So, you know, that is one thing that brings people out there, but it's also great in the wintertime for storm watching. There is some really, really good seafood to be had in Depot Bay. And I love it as a spot to stay for a weekend because I think we've mentioned this before about Depot Bay on the podcast, but there are lots of vacation rentals, hotels, places to be on the shoreline there that for some reason, a lot of them there have the hot tub on the deck overlooking the ocean. Mm-hmm. And Jim, that's that's hard to top. We've talked about how that's your jam. Uh, oh, yeah. A little hot tub paradise out on the coast, mm-hmm. uh, you know, enjoying yourself, kicking back. And it, it, I mean, if you're talking coastal getaway, it doesn't really get much better than that. Any getaway. Let, let's step back for a second. If, <laughs> if your friend, let's say, you know, uh, finds you a, a house in the mountains, a house in the desert, wherever, 
it's like you know for a weekend getaway it's like oh great you you found a lovely airbnb you know a friend's place to stay you name it but if that place has a hot tub, it is immediately elevated yes. to the next level of Stoke, yes. right? Yeah, there's plenty of great cabins, great spots. But does it have a hot tub, though? That's always mm-hmm. in the back of my mind. It's an X factor. <laughs> it's an X factor, especially if you're talking like, you know, some some chilly coastal mornings, exactly. evenings under the stars, uh, you know, with the sound of the ocean in the distance. We could plug this all day long, uh, but a little <laughs> slice of paradise there. So can you tell I'm feeling like, ooh, yeah, that really does sound quite good. Oh, yeah. Can't be beat. You know, Depot Bay being a smaller town, um, some people are looking for, you know, more to do, more places to stay, more options. So the the second town on the Central Oregon coast that I find myself going to quite a lot as well is uh, Newport which is one of the larger cities on the Oregon coast. It's not the biggest, but it is one of the biggest. For me, that is just, I think, one of the go-to destinations if you want a wide variety of things to do. So Newport, I mean, you have the historic Bayfront in Newport with mm-hmm. you know Ripley's Believe It or Not and the Wax Museum. Uh, you have uh, the original Moe's chowder and seafood there. You've got the sea lions hanging out in the docks, but Newport also has Equinahead Lighthouse. It has uh, great beaches in its own right. Lots of really good restaurants, plenty of places to stay, and oh yeah, the Oregon Coast Aquarium, Mm -hmm. which is just a fantastic attraction. I think, you know, you talk about aquariums and zoos in Oregon, you've got the Oregon Zoo and you have the Oregon Coast Aquarium, which in my mind are equals when it comes to that kind of attraction. So Newport is a perfect spot to go to see all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and as one of the bigger spots on the coast, you know, in terms of towns, a little bit more to offer in terms of variety, stuff to entertain the kids, places to eat, places to stay, you're really probably not going to go wrong uh, and be able to find something to suit your fancy. The third one on the list of coast towns, Jim, that is just kind of one of my personal favorites, and a lot of people love this town too, and that is the town of Yahats. Mm-hmm. I believe we've talked about this before on the podcast as well. It's sort of a smaller town, similar to Depot Bay in that way, but there is just a lot kind of jam-packed in there. You know, it's got what is my favorite fish and chips on the Oregon coast at Lunacy Fish House. There's uh, some other great restaurants there as well, Yahats Brewing, Green Salmon, Coffee Roasters, and a really cool shoreline. They have a lot of these great tide pools there mm-hmm. in uh, Yahats all up and down the coast. So you might find some uh, spouting horns, other kind of these really interesting attractions. So it's a nice spot if you're looking for something a little bit quieter than, say, Newport, mm-hmm. even a little bit quieter than Depot Bay. Yahats is a really, really nice spot to hunger down and spend a few days. Yeah, very much enjoy Yahats. And one of the best things about Little Town of Yahats, too, is how close it is to other really cool stuff. So, you know, we're going to talk beaches, we're going to talk attractions here, but some of the stuff nearby, I mean, you've got Devil's Punch Bowl, not far away. You've got Cape Perpetua, not far away. You know, you don't have to spend a ton of time in the car at any of these little towns to really find yourself some cool stuff to get into. But Yahats is uniquely positioned in, in such a way that I think is pretty cool. And we'll get to some more of that here in a bit. But, Jamie, next on our list is the beaches of the central Oregon coast. You've listed off three really good ones. Why don't we start with Beverly Beach here? Yeah, and Jim, before we we get to Beverly Beach, there's an interesting point about beaches in general on the central Oregon coast. Sure. You know, so those who vacation mainly to the north Oregon coast are used to some of these really, really long stretches of sand. 
You know, whether you're looking at Fort Stevens or Cannon Beach, uh, Manzanita, used to those really, really long sandy beaches that are kind of the hallmark of the North Oregon coast. Mm -hmm. The Central Oregon coast is a little bit different in that a lot of the shoreline, not all of it, but a lot of it is kind of that rough, rocky, big cliffs, some of that, that basalt of volcanic rock that has been carved up into these really interesting formations. But we're not talking sandy beaches the whole way here. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit different of an experience. So finding sandy beaches, if that's your thing, which for a lot of people it is, requires maybe some um, more opportunistic looking as you go down the coastline. That said, these ones that we're going to highlight here are all of really, really nice long stretches of sandy beach where you can find plenty of room to spread out and enjoy a nice day there. So like you said, Jim, Beverly Beach is number one on my list personally. Mm -hmm. I love this spot. It's home to the state park. Beverly Beach State Park there. Nice big campground to stay at if that's what you're looking for. And um, just a really interesting beach too. So you got the sand, you know, you got the ocean, kind of the two things you want in a beach. Yeah, I would sure hope so. You know, <laughs> Beverly Beach too has, it's known for some interesting things that you can find on the beach. So I have found there just personally a really, really cool agate just in the surf. I found a snail fossil in a rock huh. once there and some fossilized clamshells as well, um, just kind of in the, the cliffs. So there's some really interesting stuff you can find if you're looking. Of course, don't damage the area to dig stuff yeah. up. But just walking along the beach, you can find some cool stuff coming out of the water at Beverly Beach. And that's a kind of X factor that I love to have at a beach. Yep. You know, the sand is great, but having something else there to, to draw you in. That makes it special. Very much so. And sets it apart from, you know, many uh, beautiful beaches, great places to visit on the Oregon coast. Like you said, a little X factor, a little something different, something that you're going to use to differentiate it from the masses, if you will. So the next one on your list here, Jamie, Glen Eden Beach. I don't know anything about this one. <laughs> so uh, lay it on me. One of my favorite things about Glen Eden Beach is that most people are familiar with it from like OPB's call sign they do, you know, uh, listen to the radio yes. and they're like, oh, and Glen Eden Beach. And so that's like all I knew about it for the longest time until I actually was like, I need to go to Glen Eden Beach. So there's a little kind of residential community out there. I'm sure there are vacation rentals there too. Um, this is just kind of just north of Depot Bay. What I like about this beach is that it's tucked away a little bit. It's not just right on US 101. And so it feels a little bit more secluded. I mean, sure, it gets busy like literally every other beach on the coast, but it feels a little bit more tucked away and remote as you go in there. But it's just, I mean, I think a lot of our beach experiences and the beaches we like are really colored by our individual experiences there. So like my one time at Glendon Beach, it was like these perfect blue skies after a really gray morning. The clouds had parted as I got there. The weather was perfect. So that might be coloring my my love of Glendon Beach a little bit. But <laughs> I, like I said, I love it as just, you know, someplace to sort of get off the main drag a little bit and enjoy a really, really nice stretch of sand there. Absolutely so. And uh, the last one on the list, to hit it quickly here before we move on, South Jetty Beach, another one that I don't know. So uh, hit me. Yeah, this is the South Jetty of the Sayusla River in Florence. Mm. And I had not been there until just recently, but this is a great spot. You kind of go south of Florence for a little bit and you go up around heading north again towards the South Jetty. And there's this long access road where you can find seven different beach access points just off this road. Wow. So um, these are kind of smaller parking lots. Most of them, some are pretty big, 
But, you know, once you pull off, you can get out of your car and hike a short way across the dunes and find this huge, long stretch of just much more remote beach than you're used to. It's not, you know, like South Beach State Park or Beverly Beach where you're finding just a ton of people. Mm -hmm. There's so much room to spread out where like if beach access point number one and two are busy with cars, you can go to three or four Mm -hmm. or five or six or seven and you can find somewhere to spread out and have plenty of room to roam. Perfect for the COVID-19 era. Get a little bit of your own space. Exactly. Still be able to enjoy the sand, enjoy the surf. Basically perfect. So Jamie, moving on from beaches, we've highlighted three great ones there. The attractions, though, are another point of interest for folks on the Oregon coast. If you have a long weekend, you're probably going to find some specific things to do, maybe a beach to go hang out at. But some attractions, Jamie, we referenced earlier Devil's Punch Bowl, Cape Perpetua. Let's tick through some of the, the best ones here in the Central Coast. Yeah, like you said, um, Devil's Punch Bowl is a, is a great spot. For those who have not been, it's a sea cave with a collapsed roof. Um, so it kind of makes, uh, as it sounds, like a, like a bowl. It's got a great viewpoint from over top. Or you can go just down the road to Ottercrest Beach and walk up at low tide, at low tide. and Emphasizing the low tide. Yes, <laughs> go in and go actually inside of that cave, which is a really cool experience. Um, and Cape Perpetua Gym, like you mentioned, so much to do at Cape Perpetua. Some beautiful views up there on top of the cliffs overlooking the ocean. Thor's Well, which is a sort of a circular hole in the tide pools in the shoreline there where water kind of bubbles up and drains from it. It's a super cool spot. Uh, just so much to see there. I would recommend just going to the Cape Perpetua Visitor Center and spending an afternoon walking around. Mm-hmm. So that's a cool spot as well. And all of that is not to mention, of course, Jamie the lighthouses of the Oregon coast, some particularly spectacular ones here in this central coast zone. Yeah. There's um, kind of two big ones there on the central coast. Um, Yaquina head that we mentioned in Newport, uh, which has a lot of other stuff. There a great museum at Yaquina head and some cobblestone beaches, Mm -hmm. Uh, a really nice spot again, to spend some time hiking around, walking around. Um, And then Hasita head is the other one, which is sort of uh, just South of Yahats. And north of Florence is is a really, really nice spot. There's a nice beach there, some great sea stacks out in the surf. And you can walk up this paved pathway up to the lighthouse itself, which is not open for tours right now. But a nice trail um, next to the lighthouse kind of runs up the hill to the top of the head and overlooks the lighthouse. And Jim, something I just learned about Hesita Head while I was out there this spring is that you can follow that trail down and... Leads all the way down to Hobbit Beach and the Hobbit Trail on the other side. Really? Yes. Huh. That is not bad. You know, now that I think of it, there is a pretty good chance that I have actually done that hike, Jamie. There you go. I I was thinking Hobbit Trail. It's the Hobbit Trail. Yeah. I'm almost certain that I have done that, actually. Found it to be quite an enjoyable time. And I mean, the scenery is kind of unparalleled popping out of the forest there. So nice. You know, bam, here's this beautiful lighthouse with a stunning view, you know, some sun, hopefully a a beautiful beach down below is uh, about as good as it gets really for that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And Jim, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the sea lion caves, which Uh, I I know people have like some mixed feelings about, which honestly surprises me. I love the sea lion caves and maybe I have like this connection of like going there as a kid and just being fascinated Mm -hmm. by it. But I mean, 
It is like one of the largest sea caves in America that you can like access and go inside, and it's full of sea lions. Yes, they smell. Yes, they are loud. <laughs> yes, you have to get in an elevator crammed with people to get down there. But it is. Such... You mean some people don't like this? <laughs> some people don't like I this, mean... but it's so cool when you get down there. It's such. A, it's like a cathedral out of stone on the ocean. It is so cool. So, I mean, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but yeah. have to shout out the Sea Lion Caves. It's not everyone's cup of chowder, if you <laughs> will, right. Jamie, uh, out there on the Oregon coast. <laughs> well, uh, I'll save you folks from any more bad jokes here. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what to do to fill a weekend on the Central Coast. All right, folks, we are back talking about how to spend a weekend on the Central Coast, where to stay, and what you have to visit if you're there. So, Jamie, let's anchor in Newport. Excellent choice. Go from there. So what do you got for us? Well, like we said, Newport has so many different places to stay that it's a really nice point to anchor yourself. So, I mean, there's lots of hotels, lots of vacation rentals, of course, you have the South Beach State Park Campground to the south. You have Beverly Beach to the north. Uh, and there's also places like the Sylvia Beach Hotel, which is a literary-themed hotel. So you can stay in, say, the Ernest Hemingway Room or the Harry Potter Room mm -hmm. and uh, ha have a great, interesting time on the coast that way. But once you're in Newport, I, you, know, you kind of mentioned it earlier when we were talking about yachts. There's so many different things you can do on a short trip from there. So all the things we mentioned, the sea lion caves, the lighthouses, the beaches, you can do that within under an hour from yeah. Newport. And that is key. Yeah. I mean, if you're driving out to the coast from, you know, let's say the, the coast is not your home and you're traveling from the Willamette Valley or elsewhere, you know, you've already put in your drive. You don't want to be spending your whole day in the car. You know, for something like that, an hour or so is about... As far as I would really want to go from kind of my temporary home out there on the coast and pretty much fits the bill. I mean, you can go to any number of beaches, any number of attractions, get some good food, some good drinks, you know, find a comfortable place to stay. What's not to love? Exactly. So, you know, I feel like if you're driving into Newport, say, in early afternoon, maybe you get there and you can't check into wherever you're staying yet. I love to make one of my first stops be the historic bayfront. If you've not been down mm -hmm. there, it's one of mm -hmm. those must visit places. Um, so you can stop that down there and get yourself a cup of chowder, some fish and chips, get that seafood fix right off the bat. Say hi to the sea lions in the dock. Maybe if you're really <laughs> interested, go check out Ripley's believe it or not uh, and get creeped out at the waxworks. There's some stuff to do there that can sort of fill that afternoon down on the bayfront there. And, uh, you know, once you check into your place, wherever that may be, maybe you're looking to stay around town a little bit, sick of being in the car. What I love to do, Jim, is head over to Nye Beach. This is um, mm -hmm. a section sort of on the north side of Newport. Lots of great places to stay in Nye Beach. And there's also a really nice beach, as the name suggests. Yep. But there's some really, really great places to eat in Nye Beach. I love doing dinner down there. Um, or really any meal at all. There's a, a, an Italian place there called Sorella that is really good Italian food on the coast, which is something you don't see very often. Like, Jim, I don't know if you've gone down the coast and seen an Italian spot and you're like, eh, maybe not here. Maybe this isn't the right spot for it. You know, I, I just don't think I would 
seek it out. Right. You know, I don't know that I'd avoid it, but I don't know that I'm going to be like, bam, this is uh, not to snap into the microphone here, but you know, this is the spot where I have to go when I'm on the coast. Yeah. Sorella is one of those spots where like, if you're craving Italian, you're there. That is definitely the place to go. Huh. And there's also Panini Bakery just up the road, which does great sandwiches, uh, breads, that kind of stuff. Also in Nye Beach. Uh, the Chowder Bowl in Nye Beach is great chowder. And uh, I got a shout out. This is not in Nye Beach, but if you're looking for good seafood, the best seafood spot on the coast, hands down, is back in the historic bayfront, Local Ocean. Mm-hmm. You got to stop by Local Ocean. It can be a little pricey at dinner, but I like going there for lunch, less crowded. You can get a nice lunch special. And it is, no joke, Jim, the best fish I have ever had in my life. I mean, that's a pretty weighty statement, yeah. right, uh, from, from you know, a Pacific Northwest native here to be like, hands down best, no debate. Yeah. You know, take that for what you will, dear listener, but uh, Local Ocean sounds like a pretty good bet. Yeah. And of course, we'd be remiss not to mention Rogue. The Rogue Brewery yeah. there in Newport is, you know, one of the, the big Rogue spots. So if you are a Rogue fan or a beer fan, stop by have a pint if they are still doing their tours right now. I'm not sure if they are or not, but if they are, you know, get a tour of that brewery is a really cool experience. Really cool experience. Uh, you know, uh, those kinds of tours and stuff, you know, being the reporters, uh, you know, journalists that we are, Jamie, to go on those, I feel like I always have a host of questions for the people, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I think anyone traveling with me kind of might get a little smirk out of it, a little a little kick out of the deal of, you know, you let me loose and I'm going to be asking a million questions about <laughs> how this works, why they do it this way. You name it. I want to know it. And of course, I won't retain all that information, but I, I seem to get a kick out of those kinds of tours. So worth a shot if it's uh, open and available. Absolutely. Definitely worth checking out for people. So, you know, if you've done your food, maybe you've had your night, your first night in Newport, you wake up the next morning, um, say it's Saturday or it's Sunday, and you've got options, right? So if you want to kind of get out of town and explore some of these places we already mentioned, check them out. Jaquinta Head Lighthouse is just up the road. Jaquinta Bay Lighthouse, one I forgot to mention, also right in Newport. There's all the places we mentioned and attractions and beaches. You can just go up and down and check those out. Or if you want to stay in town, go check out the, the Oregon Coast Aquarium or you know some of these other spots around Newport. Um, there's plenty to do right in town that you don't have to leave if you don't want. But like we said, the beauty of Newport's location is that there is so much to do just within a short drive away. Well, Jamie... Uh, I'm sure you have a lot of folks primed right now to be like, okay, <laughs> I am maybe not going to hit Cannon Beach, maybe not going to hit Seaside, maybe not going to hit Astoria. You know, some of the go-to spots, maybe a little bit closer to the Portland metro area, and maybe venture a little bit farther down the coast and check out something that may be either new or different to them, uh, you know, for, for folks who maybe are more northerly situated. Absolutely. You know, just a little bit more of a drive on their first day to get down there. And that unlocks so many options. And if you haven't seen this stuff before, you got to check it out. Got to check it out. Well, folks, until next time here on the show, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support.
This episode of the show was produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Dave Killen. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.